The Conquest of Bliss, a podcast about finding light in the darkness. This episode was produced by Cabby Productions. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Conquest of Bliss. I am here with the wonderful Pam. Can I say your last name? Drennan. Drennan. Okay, I just wasn't sure. Sorry, Pam Drennan. And she is here to talk about, well, happiness as usual. And she has an incredible story, an incredible, interesting life. So, um, first of all, how are you today, Pam? Wonderful. And so glad to be here with you today, Kara. I'm happy we're doing this. I am so very, very happy that we're doing this as well. So do you want to, do you want to talk a little bit about, you have such, oh, you have so much interesting things to share. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about your journey into happiness? Well, absolutely. And that's the best place to start because it started a long time ago. I lost my parents when I was a teenager and one was in a car wreck and the other one had a heart attack. They were young, in their 40s. But anyway, it really did throw me in a deep depression. But I got married and had children and everything like that. But I never, ever thought I would ever be happy again. I always felt like it was just out there and everybody could be happy, but I would not be. I, you know, it really did depress me, especially losing my mother, which is not the right way to lose any parents snatched out mm-hmm. in life. But anyway, so I went through that for a long time and um, just, you know, even to take um, medication for depression and, I mean, therapy, I did, you know, so many things. And um, one day I was with my uh, my brother-in-law, Hoyt, and uh, he's made his transitional time ago, but he, we were talking about happiness, and and he said, and I said, Hoyt, honey, will I ever be happy again? And, you know, he, he like, raised me after my parents died, him and yeah. his sister, and he just hugged me, you know, because he knew, you know, what is happiness, but he wrote the most beautiful poem, and I would give anything if I had that poem. I lost it along the way, but it was about, is. What about how he wrote it was saying it's happiness for its individual. I mean, everybody's happiness is different. You know, mm-hmm. you got to find your happiness. Well, he said, is a child skipping rocks in a pond, is he less happier than a, a kid who's got all his mechanized toys and things? So which is which, you know, you can have whatever will make you happy. And, and it was, it was years later kind of, but I was doing a video. And I had been wanting to do this. It was a big project. I was going to do a shiatsu. That's when I used to do barefoot shiatsu. I used to walk on people and do all that <laughs> body stuff. I loved it. I was, I was good That's at very it. Very cool. <laughs> it was fun. And but then it got to be a lot of work. So, But anyway, so I was doing this shiatsu, and I wanted to do a video of self-accupation where you could do There wasn't many out there. Anyway, so I did this video. But I kept talking about it. And finally somebody says, you just keep talking about it. You're never going to do it. Uh-huh. But everything fell into place, and it didn't cost me any money just to make the copies of the videos. This is when you had the big cassettes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. VHS. So we had that. Yeah, VHS. Anyway, so we, I got the video made. During the time that I was making it, though, somebody broke into my house. They t- 
took my TV, but I got it back, but, you know, it didn't really work as great as it. Anyway, <laughs> it was something, it was just strange. But I was so elated and I was so happy about doing this video that it got me through that time where I would have been deeply depressed and upset and worried and all that, everything. But I realized when I got through with it, for me, happiness is having a project. And I think uh, everyone, especially as you get older, you need something every day, a project. Then it's to go in the grocery store, have a project. Yeah. But the, for me, and I think everybody, that means in the project is something you're going to do and you say, okay, I don't know when, but, you know, I'm going to create this. I'm going to make this happen. I mean, I directed it and wrote it and played it and everything. You know, I made this little movie, and uh, which was very powerful for me because I kept saying I was going to do it. I had it in my mind. It just took a long time, it seemed like. But then that's when I realized, as soon as I got through with that, I thought, okay, now, what's next? Where do I, I want to do something else. And so it just kind of started like that. But I, I really got the message then for me, and it's having a project and something to move toward. And then when you get on the other side of it and you finish it, you get another one. You should have another 10 projects. <laughs> that... Uh... <clears throat> That's that's my experience as well, as I'm definitely happiest when I have a project. So so did you continue doing projects? Like kind of what led you to, to where you're, you are now? Well, the projects became things that I wanted to do, that I, if I found something that I felt I wanted to learn, you know, in my healing profession, of course, that kind of became a project or... Um, I just know that it had to be something that got me really excited. Mm -hmm. And that is, I'm sure it was getting all these endorphins going in my body <laughs> to make me feel up and happy and bubbly, and, and we need that. But the, the thing is, after that, I realized that I had control of my happiness. I, I, I could do, I could sit around and feel sorry and moan and groan about everything, or I could go out and do something, something that I've been wanting to do or thought I would be good at. And and I have done a lot of things. Even I was in the beauty business for years. I've done everything, hair and skin and of course massage therapist and what a what medical a, and esthetician for about ten years and so I've always been in the beauty business end of it and the health business and um when I moved up here six years ago from Tennessee. I'm in Seattle area now. Mm -hmm. um, I just did everything. I, I don't know, I just had to reinvent myself because I had thought, well, I've retired now and I want to do something different. So then I started studying um, the emotion and the body code and got certified in that. That was like definitely a great project for me. I loved it, loved every bit of it. <laughs> It's like becoming a doctor, a naturopath through the body code. Hi. And um, anyway, I just, it, it took me on and I did hypnosis. I, you know, I've done, these are projects. These are things that I said someday I'm going to do this. It had an interest there and, it, and I thought about it all the time. See, that comes a lot from the subconscious mind and even from your higher self talking to you, you know. Because everybody says, I want a purpose. What's my purpose? What am I here for? I know I'm supposed to be doing something, but I don't know what it is. 
So can you, um, okay, I have so many thoughts. Uh, can you explain to me what the difference between the higher self and the subconscious is? Okay, yes. All right, the subconscious mind, there's three levels. Um, I'm trying to figure out how would I take you. Okay, I studied um, the power of the subconscious mind. I, I read this book over and over because I was so totally fascinated with it. And, um, and that the, your subconscious is like your genie in a bottle. Okay. The subconscious mind, though, resides in your body. Okay. Your superconscious mind resides in the heavens or wherever. But to get to the subconscious has to make a connection to the superconscious to make all your dreams come true. That's, that's pretty much it. Your superconscious mind is your guardian angel. And we all have one that comes in with us this lifetime and leaves with us. And comes back in the, in the other lifetimes we come in. Okay. And it is there to guide us and direct us. And it can do us so much better when your conscious mind and your subconscious mind are in alignment. So if your conscious mind says, oh, I'm going to get here and party and go wild and crazy and do all this far out stuff, and <laughs> which doesn't get you anywhere, whereas your subconscious mind is, well, I want to learn spiritual stuff and I want to take a Reiki class and other stuff like that. Well, that means your conscious and your subconscious are not connected. Okay. So, but when you consciously are doing on your path and everybody knows what it is, things that make you feel good, give you passion and you can't wait to get up every day and do it. It's so exciting and you do it where you got paid for it. This is the things that we want to do. This is how we want to do our life. It's not going to be doing work anymore. I mean, it's not going to be a job. It's going to be doing our life work and our purpose, you know, and you just have, you don't even have to know what it is. Just say, okay, universe, show me. You know, I'm, I'm here. And you'll start getting signs from everywhere when you open up. But if you're not connected up well with your subconscious mind, like if some people don't even know they or think they have one. But in, when that happens, you can just be all over the place. Your subconscious, it'll just, it'll give you whatever you ask because literally it hears, all right, say you say, I don't want any more jerks in my life. Yeah. Well, the subconscious mind says, here's jerks in my life. Literally, it doesn't hear I don't want, mm -hmm. but it hears the emotion. So you put the emotion behind the, the word and boom, the subconscious makes it happen. Yeah. That works. And then it's all the jerks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No more jerks in my life. And what you're saying is more jerks in my life. That's yeah. what the subconscious is hearing. You can, why do these idiots keep showing up? Excuse my French. Oh, but okay. things like that happen. And um, because, and we do. But we don't realize that, again, the subconscious hears us literally. I mean, it believes everything that we say. And I mean, the power of the spoken word, people say that. Your word is your wand. You know, you put it out there, your subconscious is going to make it manifest it for you somewhere. People say, oh, God, I wish I was dead. I hate my life. This just kills me. Well, you know what's going to happen? Eventually, your subconscious mind, you say it, oh, enough with enough energy behind it, emotion, and just it will it'll set it up. You'll have an accident or you'll be out of here some way. Oh. That happens a lot. That's so interesting. And, and I mean, huh? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say that's manifestation that you're talking about specifically right now. 
right? Well, this is showing you how you are the creator. You, we are creators. We're little godlings down here. We're, we're of course, making it up as we go on along, but we're creating. So if you wanted to create something, I would be, you know, before you go to bed at night, subconscious mind, I'm going to tell you little secrets here. You listen to this. Mm. Subconscious mind needs quietness. That's why you meditate. So you can just shut those thoughts out. So the subconscious mind, you know, you can get connected. But when you lay down at night, um, right before you're falling to sleep, even if you can read it, read what you want. Okay, subconscious mind. I want to make a hundred dollars tomorrow, or I want to, um, and I want to go shopping, or I want to buy a new car. Whatever it is, this your little goals are list, and you tell it to it. You read it to it right before you go to sleep. You know, and and just say, you know, thank you in in advance. I know you're working on it. You know, and it does. But again, you've got to make sure you say it literally. Did you know that every thought you think and every word you say is what you get in life? We're, we're, everything happens. We did it. We created it. There are no coincidences. There's no accidents. We're on some level of what we're thinking, stinking thinking or whatever, we're, we're creating our life. And, and um, it's really about our vibration. I'm hearing that over and over now. Is the vibration... If we don't have a high enough vibration, we will not attract to us. Yes. So now people are going from, if we're evolving, now we're vibrating. You got to get <laughs> a higher, you know, I call it our vibrational bank account. We keep doing all these good things and we build up this bank account that makes our vibration really high. And then we start attracting the same kind of vibration people and energies around us. I mean, this kind, this hat works on energy level too. Mm -hmm. Anyway, going back to your the subconscious, and again, it will give you it will give you whatever you want. So when you lay in there at night, you say you know you read it out loud and, and say God, thank you, and I'm grateful. You know, I know you're working on this. I know it's coming. You know, uh, and this is where, and none of that hope. You either have faith in something or you you don't. Well, I hope it's going to happen. I hope this really will get. When I read this, I hope what Pam Brennan said. You just say, God, I know it and I believe it. And I think that she was right. If my truth becomes your truth and you want me to talk about it. <laughs> well, and I think that's a good distinction too is, um, you know, I mean, I, I think used in some context, the word hope works, but for the most part, there's a big difference between just truly believing. Well, we're never supposed to give up hope, but but on the other side of hope is hopeless. Mm. So you got to be careful with that word. And people put it out there a lot. Stop saying, oh, I hope I'll, you know, if you went over and said, honey, you're going to be okay. Well, I hope so. We'll see that's just saying, no, right there. You're telling your subconscious it ain't going to happen. That's so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope I'm sharing good things with you. There, there's a great book out called Self Talk. It's a metaphysical book, and it just tells you, you know, makes you aware of, of what you're saying so you can say it right in the way you want to. I actually will check that out because that's one of the things that I struggle with is knowing how to phrase things in a way that is concise and also like overtly positive. Like, not positive, but like, uh, I think you know what I mean when I say positive. Um, and yes, you absolutely are giving lots of helpful 
stuff and this is endlessly interesting. I'm having so much fun. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, the, so the superconscious, um, I'm just trying to make sure that I understand correctly. So the superconscious okay. might also be called um, like the divine or it's kind of that, uh, that interconnectivity that we all share. The interconnectivity that we all share. Could be, yes, hadn't thought about that. Yes, that's super divine. Well, when see, I started studying Huna philosophy years ago, which took me into learning the whole Ponopono. And I got to work with Haleakala, Dr. Hugh Lin, um, for about three years out in LA and uh, took workshops and classes from him. Just great. And, and um, then I really started studying, you know, Huna. And Huna means secret. It's the secret to life. I mean, those <laughs> Kahunas, they kept it secret, you know, <laughs> because they knew it was so powerful, I guess. People could abuse it like people do, do anyway. But um, so I started um, studying with him. And um, but I pretty much, it's like my angels almost said, and this is the way it is. This is how this works. To enter the kingdom of heaven, you have to be an innocent child. Mm -hmm. And if you don't love yourself, if you beat up on yourself, if you fuss at yourself, if you feel guilty, if you have low self-esteem, when you need help, meaning to enter the kingdom of heaven is to make contact to the superconscious mind. Mm -hmm. Okay, the subconscious mind is called the unipede, which means grasshopper. It means it's everywhere, it's all over the place. <laughs> the conscious mind is Uhani. That's the mother. See, the subconscious is the child. The Uhani is the mother. That's where we're, we're the mother over this subconscious child inside of us. Okay. So if we love it and take care of it and, and, and make sure that it feels good and it, it, you know, it has high self-esteem when we need something. We have something crazy going on and we start praying immediately. The subconscious will go to your superconscious mind, your guardian angel. This is called the Amakua. The okay. Amakua is um, is the father, and it means the utterly trustworthy one. That no matter what, you're going to trust this presence. I love that. But to really make contact to the, the higher self, we have to go through the subconscious, and we have to, it has to love itself. So that's where a way that you can, like I said earlier, we can talk, learn how to love yourself through loving your subconscious mind. And... That's what I teach in my intuitive development classes. I teach people about muscle testing and working with the subconscious and all the gazillion things you can do uh, with that. But what was so wonderful for me, Carol, was when I realized that I could make contact instantly and talk to my superconscious mind. And, um, but I couldn't do it till I, my subconscious mind and I were we were in sync together. Sometimes I knew my subconscious was really working for me. And other times I go, well, you know, but then it was, we weren't in alignment. So um, let me give you an example. Oh, yes, please. All right. <laughs> One morning in Memphis, Tennessee, they have ice storms there. And they, they predicted that night. But I got up, looked at it. It was kind of frosty on the ground, but not too bad. Uh -uh. It's okay. So I jumped my car head down the road i'm out in the country and then i get on the main road and i go up and 
I'm getting close to this bridge. Yeah. And when I get up to this bridge, I see cars all over the place. I mean, it's a big, long bridge. And they're wrecked, and some of them just over to the sides off this bridge because it was just a sheet of ice. Well, I hit my brakes, honey, and my tail started going back into my car, back and forth, back and forth, scared me. So I just screamed out loud, God, help me. Don't let me hurt someone. That's exactly what I said. And I heard this voice. It said, Pam, pump your brakes. And so I started doing that, and my car rotted up. I was right between, behind two other cars, behind uh, an ambulance and uh, a regular car. I mean, just just three. And honey, we got through this path and got, I mean, it was a long bridge too. And there were, there must have been 50 cars wrecked on that bridge because people came flying up on it and psh, just went, you know. Oh, I'm so uh, happy that, that that worked out. I knew. Oh, I was so shaken up by the time I got off that bridge. <laughs> I thought over and said, oh, God, I thought you did something. I mean, that was when I knew my angels came in and said, tell me what, what to do. See, this is the things we, we discount that. That didn't come from anybody else but the higher self. Mm-hmm. Now, Not- and that's what they're here to do. Our angels are here to watch over us and guard us and protect us and, and love us. But we have to call them in. They're not going to, your subconscious mind, you didn't have to call God in. God help, you know, whatever. We have to pray, let him know that we're making that connection. People think, oh, I'm praying, nothing's happening. It is. They hear everything. Don't think that our prayers aren't being heard. But the reason they're not being met is because we're not divinely connected from the subconscious to the superconscious. Honey, I'm telling you, when you get connected, if you're not, you can pray till the cows come home and it ain't going to happen. So, and people say, I've been asking for this for a long time and it's never happened, da, 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 da. And I can look at them and I can tell why, you know. And, um, but we're the only ones that block ourselves from our good. Absolutely. So that's so, <laughs> that's definitely been my experience lately. And I've been, um, I don't know, like I've been, I don't know how you, you phrase it, but like, you know, wanting to sort of raise my vibration and, and work on these things. And man, my conscious mind is, it gets in the way of a lot, I find. Um, like my, my monkey mind or whatever you want to call it. The, <laughs> it uh, it has all its, these ideas and it's, you know, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm actually very interested to know if this is incorrect. Um, but like, I feel like, you know, that's where a lot of the... Um, the traumas come in because it's so mechanical, right? It's it's a it's like a, a machine, right? The conscious mind, and so like all the traumas and stuff seem to impact my decision making there, and it makes it harder for me personally, or I think that's what it is. I don't really know um, to connect with the the deeper self, and so like I've been really trying to clear out a lot of the noise so that I can connect with the. You're doing self. it right, and it is clearing out the noise. You know, we get in our heads and we, we trying to figure and work everything out. But when you're in your mind all the time, you've got to get in your body. And the fastest way to get into your body so you can let go of all this monkey stuff is deep breathing, lots of breath. <sighs> Make that breath connection because it, it has to do you're back in the body. I mean, that's just some quick way to do that. Um, 
But I mean, we're going to always be thinking things and stuff like that. It's just what level are you thinking? Are you thinking on a higher level? Are you thinking on a, well, was me, poor me, I can't do this, I'm in the victimhood? Or are you thinking about prosperity, about abundance, you know, about what's my next great project, you know? No, things aren't great right now, but I know they're going to get better, you know? It's like it's this self-talk you just got to keep that going all the time and to keep your, you know your vibration up and, and, and your vibration is raised by many ways I mean just random acts of kindness raises your vibration you know and and um, talking about angels and things that make you happy and and you know just good stuff you know what what it is it's just and keeping yourself away from low calibrating people now I want to talk to you a little bit about calibrating right now okay so we all have a vibration. Yes. Dr. Um, David Hawkins wrote the book Power Versus Force, and maybe some people have heard it already about it, but the, it's a great book. And he came up with a logarithmic scale that he made. Um, it's a lot. It's a scale from zero to a thousand. A thousand is how high we go in consciousness in this lifetime. It's like how open-minded are we? How awake we are? A thousand is Jesus, Buddha, Krishna. Okay. So we fall in there somewhere else. So say you're count where where we want to be in this life is at least five hundred. That's unconditional love. <laughs> and if you get to five hundred in this lifetime, you're there because we're here to love. That's what that's what our whole purpose of this is is to bring more love into the planet, more light and love. Mm-hmm. So um, the the subconscious mind. I don't know. I kind of lost my thought. Take me back to that. I hate that. So, it happens to me all the time. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> we were just talking a little bit about, um, well, you were, you were explaining how the vibrations work because I was talking about how I'd like to raise my vibration. And then you said that you can do it many, many ways, random acts of kindness and, and connecting with people with higher vibrations. And then you said you want to avoid lower, vi- lower calibrated people. And then you began explaining right. about... Well, of course you want to be on high calibrating people. How do you feel when you leave someone who calibrates high? That's why we have all these these masters and gurus and teachers and avatars. People go because they get that energy from them. They feel great afterwards. They feel uplifted. They feel more balanced, healed, whatever. But that's what I, why we, but we can get our calibration high. Um, I don't know. Uh, do you? Just by you calibrating at 500, I'm going to calibrate you right now on my muscle test. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 5, 10, 510, which is unconditional love. 550 means there. So you've mm-hmm. got some work to do to get to 550. But still, you're in that when you're in unconditional love, it's a time where you just wouldn't hurt anything. Everything is important to you. Don't kill fly, don't kill that fly. You know, you know that everything is precious. And that's how we're supposed to look at it. And that is loving everything. And you get into that energy when you get into 500s. Mm-hmm. 400s are great, too, in the fact that they're usually genius. 480, that Einstein was a 480. But the 500 brings in more in the spiritual part of us, which I think is we started getting into that. And um, Seattle calibrates it 500. 
LA calibrates at 500. We're talking about the city. So you yeah. calibrate everything, anything, in, what's the energy? I'm just calibrating your energy. Um, New York, 500. Uh, Memphis, one, two, three, 320. <laughs> and um, what about Nashville? Oh, sorry. What, oh, what about Vancouver Nashville. Island? One, two, three, four, 400, 410. All right. Yeah. What were you going to say? What about Vancouver Island? Okay. Four twenty, good. <laughs> that means that's that that there's probably that four hundred energy there, which is good. It really is. But people in the four hundreds, they're more skeptic, you know, they well yeah, it sounds good off. I really want to believe that. Whereas when you get five hundred, you become so open, yeah, I'll try that. That sounds great. That looks good. Yeah, let's do that, you know. <laughs> but that is that five hundred energy, and then we get into the six hundreds and People in the six and seven, eight hundreds, these become the teachers, the ones that are sharing with us, because by you calibrating at five ten uplifts the consciousness of five hundred thousand people, one person, just you at five hundred uplifts the consciousness of um, is it a hundred thousand people that are calibrating at two hundred or below. Okay. That's why we have to get, all of us have to keep getting in this higher consciousness so that we can pull everyone else with us with it so we can make this huge shift into Christ consciousness. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> this stuff makes me so happy. I, I constantly dream about healing, you know, the world healing and, and love and happiness. I, I never stop talking about it. Um. <laughs> and, when you, and when you do your, your little prayer at night. And when you ask for that, ask for that. Because God hears our prayers. You know, years ago, I was reading this woman's book, and I just loved it because she said that when she died, and she was in heaven, and Jesus came and took her, and they looked. He, he said, she said, we were flying through around the earth. And she said, I could see the earth beneath me and how beautiful it was. And she said, she said I noticed, though, that, all these lights were shooting off the earth. They were just shooting way, way up into the atmosphere. And she said, finally, I said, Jesus, what are what is all that light? And he said, that's mothers praying for their children. <laughs> Why did that make me want to cry, Holy? Because <laughs> it's true. Um. <laughs> and that, just know, we think we're down here. We're just a little grain of sand in the big ocean, but we're not. We're godlings, but until we decide that we are become want to become a realized being, a realized being that says, "Hey, I know who I am. I know I'm a divine creator. That I can manifest anything I want. Just have to set my mind to it. Go through a few steps, do that, and it'll appear." I do it all the time. I, my sister, that's why I started working with the power of the subconscious mind. Because now I'm meeting a sweet pea. When I want something, boy, she's on it. We got it. <laughs> That's, and it's uh, amazing things. I think I'll be thinking about something I want, and then like the next day, it's there. I'm going, oh god! But and, and it's it's supposed to be like that. It's supposed to, we're supposed to be coming into a time. We are coming into a time where it's more miracles happening, little things what we want. So it's a powerful time right now. They say for us to ask for things, for us to get a bigger picture. You know, stop thinking small or the next project. Do the next hundred projects. Just really get in there and start using our creative juices. Your imagination 
is God. If you can imagine it, and you then you can believe it, you got it. Well, and the beautiful thing about that too is that I feel like even even the most skeptical people can can see can see that because I mean, how many things? Everything that was created by humans started in the imagination. It it's you know, I mean, it's not even really something you can deny. You start can't look over there in that that corner of the room and see it there and go, well. It just showed up. It did not. It had to start in our imagination, and someone had to see it in their mind and said, "Okay, I'm going to build this." Mm-hmm. We are. We are the creators, um, and we're coming into a time we're going to be able to create bigger and better than we ever have. And it's what's so important for us to clear up, clean up our acts, you know, to things that we know that aren't right about us. We want to heal, and and um, also there's a. We're coming into a time right now where we're a lot of stuff in the past. I, I keep getting that with my clients, keep coming up and memories and things that happen. And but it's all coming for healing. So we have to allow these these feelings and these things that people we don't want to have to think about again. But we let it come up and then we let it go. Um, I'm also hearing that um, all the karma being lifted off our planet. So that means we get to start fresh all over again. Oh, that's very interesting. And yeah, that's why I thought, wow, I've heard it several times. I get not just from you know what I read, but other sources. And that resonates with me so much, by the way, the the healing and the clearing of the of the stuff like that. That's exactly where I'm at as well. <laughs> um just so, just so my um, my listeners know, um, we talked about muscle testing and about how that's one way to connect with our subconscious and, and communicate with it, um, right? That's that's what you said, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so, can you just for people who've never heard of muscle testing, can you give a brief explanation of what that is? Well, of course. I and mean, people say, "What is a muscle testing?" Well. If everyone, anyone's ever been to a chiropractor, they would probably muscle tested you by having you hold your leg up and press down on it, or even the doctor to check your reflexes, you know, different mm-hmm. things, seeing your, you know, your muscle strength. That's muscle testing. And most uh, doctors have you hold your arm out and they'll, um, they'll ask, you know, about certain parts of your, your body, you know, as the stomach can. And if they if the arm goes down, see again, they're testing the body. That's why we you do it through the, the the body will stay strong if it's if it is a positive thing. But the body can't lie. It will go weak. If there's a say like when I want a muscle test and I do a body scan on someone mm-hmm. and I get positive, you know, yeah the Stomach, gallbladder, liver, spleen, pancreas, large, large kidney, kidney, adrenals, adrenals, small intestines, bladder, um, ovaries, uh, uterus, yeast, virus, heart, blood, thyroid, brain, one, two, three. Okay. You're in good shape, girl. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, uh... You are. Wait, how do you, I'm asking, you're young, aren't you? I'm 30. Oh, well, you are in good, you're in good, good shape, you know, and uh, yeah, physically your body is great. Do you have any issues or anything? Um, well, I have some, um, some issues that I'm actually trying to figure out now. So yeah, I've got fibromyalgia and sarcoidosis. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, your body said it was okay. So the fibromyalgia is, 
inflammation, right? Yeah, chronic pain and all sorts of weird stuff. There's pain in it all over. Um, yeah, I mean, it's mostly my um, mostly my hips and my my shoulders um, and my hands. Um, but I've been. This is so interesting. So I have no idea. Um, the doctors say that it doesn't get better, um, but I lately really just I believe that it will. I so strongly believe that it will. Um, I don't know why. But like I've been. How long have you been feeling like that? Um, well, I've had chronic pain pretty much my whole life. Um, since I was a kid, I remember I was 18, and I said to my mom, I said, oh, "I've got the worst growing pains," and she's like, "Um, you're 18. You don't get growing pains at 18." And uh, that's, but that's what it felt like. And growing pains are not fun. No, it's I very painful. Um, so I have a lot of like muscular issues and stuff. But my thankfully, like my lungs, they have a little bit of scarring, but they've mostly healed from the sarcoidosis. Um, and then my is organs, that what it does? It affects your lungs. The sarcoidosis, yeah. It, well, it can affect it can affect any organ, including the skin. But um, in me, in particular, it was my lymph nodes and my lungs. Um, but it's okay. Your your left lung is calibrating at seven, it's supposed to be a ten. Your right lung is is happy. It's a ten. See, all our organs cal- calibrated a certain number. I didn't know that. Well, that's. It's called contact reflex analysis, so you can analyze your your body. Okay, and so it says to me, I'm going to clear out a couple of emotions. I'm going to do a little bit of the emotion code on you right now. Since okay. Checking this out. I'm going to your line, going right there. Stubbornness. Are you stubborn? Yes. <laughs> okay. But that's affecting you. And sorrow. There is some sorrow there, too. Are any of these heart walls? No. Okay. Um, The sorrow comes from a relationship. The stubbornness comes from in a relationship. So something regarding a relationship. Uh, You're 30. Okay, 29, 28, 27, 26. 26, 26. Somewhere in that time, something happened where there's some sorrow came on, the stubbornness too. So it could have made it worse. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's probably probably Peter. <laughs> okay. Then you know what I'm saying, thing. Well, let's just clear it. Now, this is how we do it. So just set your intention that we're going to release feeling sorrow. And I'm going to just, you can do it too. Just take your, your right hand okay. and just infinite love and gratitude. Blow it off. Infinite love, infinite love and gratitude. Okay, now let's release stubbornness. Infinite love and gratitude, infinite love, infinite love, infinite love. Okay, so be it. Then we clear it. Now I want to go back and talk to your left lung. It says it's happy now. It's at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Well, we went from seven up to eight, so we moved it up. So it, that see the the emotions go to the weaknesses in our body. So your lungs got some weakness there. So that's where you're gonna probably always find a couple of trapped emotions in there. But we'll clear those out. So this allows the lungs to start healing faster. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now um, I want to go to um, let's see if it will show me something about the fibromyalgia. It is coming into nutrition. It says you need some nutrition. Let's see what it says here. Some nutrients. Okay. Yeah. One, two, three. 
Lycopene. You know what that is? Lycopene. No idea I mean, what it's like comes from tomatoes. Oh, interesting. So there's, uh, it's, like, it's like really good for the heart. It's just good for circulation. It's good for all of that. Um, and it, I get it quite often for people. Lycopene. Uh, I will text it to you afterwards, the name Perfect. of it. Perfect. And, and then you can, I want you to Google it, look it up, read about it, see what you think. But it said that would be good for you, one, two, three a day. For how long? One, two, three, three days, three weeks, three months. Takes three months to heal an organ. So get on some lycopene. Let's see if it says there is anything else that you need. Is there anything else here that you need? No. We'll find some nutrition that will help you. We don't know how much, but let's see. <laughs> so it's taking me to some herbs. It says you need an herb too. You probably tried so many things. You know, yucca root. Yucca root. Yucca root is for rheumatism. Arthritis. See, that's what I think you got. And and it can be fibromyalgia, whatever, is just another word for arthritis. This means your body's loaded up with toxins. And there's something in uh, an organ that's not flushing the system, flushing these toxins out. So let's see how I can do this. I want to scan your body now. I'm going to go through you real quick. Okay. Right, astrology, left, metabolic, stomach, gallbladder, liver, spleen, Pancreas. So the pancreas is showing. So let me let me calibrate. It's supposed to be ten. It's at one, two, three, four, five, six, five, six. Okay. Um. Turn that off. You made it happy. Let's see where that's coming. Let's see where your problem is coming from. The pancreas. Let me start here again. Stomach, gallbladder, liver, spleen, pancreas, large kidney, kidney, adrenals, adrenals, small intestines bladder um okay since so you have a virus a which virus. is what i thought a virus <clears throat> and it takes a long time to get a virus out of your system but you can and i've got the products natural whole food supplements that can do that i'm going to help you you can do this you don't you don't need to be and pain and and fibromyalgia just means there's inflammation you know and um so i will help you too if you want me to i'll be happy to we'll get you on a, a nutritional program to really build your system immune system up so it can fight any virus anything and that's where you have about getting sick that's okay getting to be sick <laughs> all right let's do this you, yeah, you're, you're too young. You shouldn't be going through life, you know, hurting all the time and suffering. I, when I did massage therapy, oh my gosh, that was what got me into shiatsu was I hurt my back and I got a slip disc. Oh my God, it took three months before the chiropractor could get my back into alignment. Thank God I didn't have any money. I was trying to go get surgery and I let this chiropractor help me. And... Um, but after that, then I had sciatica pain down both legs for like a year. Well, I was living in Santa Monica, and I'd walk every day because I'd get out to walk because it would help my back. And I would um, pass by this massage school in downtown Santa Monica, and um, they were all in this room and laying on the floor and doing all this stuff, and I would just stand looking at them. Now, that was a project. That said, okay, because 
every time I saw it, I thought, oh, well, I went in and had a couple of treatments and they were wonderful. Mm-hmm. The first shiatsu I ever had, I had no more pain in my body. I thought that they healed me, but it came back in 24 hours. But what they mm-hmm. did is the shiatsu literally working through the meridians moved the poisons, the toxins out of my body. Do you get massage therapy? Um, we used to, my, my mom and I, that's we, I don't know why I said we without actually clarifying who it was, but um, my mom and I used to go for a shiatsu, but I found um, in the last five years, like things of the pain and, and issues have gotten much worse. Um, and I can't get, I can't get massage. It just, it hurts too much um, to, right. to get massage. Now that just means you've got too many toxins in your system, honey, in your, in your, in your, well, so it seems like, let's look at your pancreas for a moment. I'm going to go back and we're going to pull it up and see what it, if it says about this. Are you having fun? Are we having a good time here? I am. I am having fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is, and I love to work with people, and especially, you know, this is like a detective work. Let's see what else it can say. Okay, it's coming circuits and systems. This little, this, okay. So, um, in the meantime, I'm just gonna, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just looking you up on my pad. This is what the pad looks like. So you can see. Oh, okay. You got got all these little things and I just point to it like there. And then it will, it'll open up and it'll give me different pictures and then I go through there and it's fine. This is a good, it takes a while to learn it. But when being, a, a, when I've read about the, the emotion code and the, um, see the emotion code is all about trapped emotions. Mm-hmm. And we have over hundreds, 350 trapped emotions. So, and it's heart walls. A heart wall means that is a wall up over a trapped emotion. That's all that means. But the, when the wall goes up because of something traumatic in the past started hurting you, then that the subconscious put the wall up for your protection, woodstone, steel, brick, whatever the wall is, um, it stays up. So you always feel, say your wall goes up over something that's overwhelming. I get that people say, I always feel overwhelmed. But if they have a heart wall about it. Mm-hmm. And so we take the wall down, the overwhelming feelings go away. So uh, it works. It's fun. Yeah, I remember um, I was telling you, my dad talks about it. This is the first time I heard about it was a couple weeks ago, maybe months ago. Um, I'm very bad with figuring out time. But my dad's been talking about the emotion code and heart walls and stuff like that. And uh, I mean, it wouldn't be surprising to me even a little bit if <laughs> all throughout my body I have those. And again, it's another one of those. I'm so excited, Pam, because we're in this amazing time where science and the more metaphysical stuff are finally converging in a way that's easy to see so that, you know, there's, there's, I find less skepticism because you can explain it in a, in a scientific way, which is cool. Like, you know, the holding of emotions in the body. Well, you know, that's just called fight or flight usually. And like, that's easy to see. I don't know. I just find it very exciting. (laughs) Well, I do too. It is exciting times and with our high technology. Okay. So I'm picking up, metabolic waste so some of your organs are not flushing the waste out of your body okay and so that's why we got to work on that too uh is it your liver no is it your gallbladder no stomach it's something it's, with the pancreas it's i think not. it's aluminum 
Is it it? I think it's aluminum. That's all I'm getting. Yeah. (laughs) I've got, uh, I've got silica, silica tea here because I I know that aluminum, okay, I don't know. I strongly suspect that aluminum is a problem. It's like I use special deodorant and stuff now. (laughs) Honey, you know what? You're listening to your inner guidance and it usually is right on. So, so continue to do that. Let's see what else I'm picking up. Wish it would take me. Yeah, I think like it's interesting. Um, yeah, someone, someone, you know, uh, casually said, "Yeah, I heard something about uh, granulomas and aluminum, and about people being unable to flush aluminum because most people can flush aluminum efficiently, and it becomes a, a less of an issue." But um, and I just like they just said it in passing, and it was just you know casual, and and it has been in my brain since then. I was like, I think that's what it is, because you know I love cake and I used. Um, uh, antiperspirant and stuff for years and years and years and if my body doesn't know how to get rid of it yeah that could be a problem i'm trying to see if it, um if it would show here um okay circuits and systems not that one not this anyway i need we need to quit me fooling with this we'll we'll, we'll work on you later i will be happy to Um, so, uh, before, before we, uh, we're going to do a game soon, um, (laughs) which, which I did warn you about, I think, which is good. Um, (laughs) um, but, uh, I wanted to ask, is there, is there anything else that you kind of want to, you know, talk about a little bit or anything before we, before we do the game and, and everything? Well, you know... I wish the the thing is that we are here to grow in consciousness, to raise the consciousness of the planet. Mm-hmm. And it takes all of us. We have to do it together. And we chose to come in at this time to go through this shift in consciousness. And they've been talking about it for a long, long time. Ever since I got into metaphysics back in the 80s, they were talking about this time that we're in now, but we didn't have any ideas. It's going to be like this, but we knew that we were going to make some huge um, ascension. Ascension really means staying in your ascended thoughts. That's what that really means. And if we can stay in our higher thoughts, then we're home free. <laughs> okay? All right. And and one more thing before the game. So if someone wants to reach out to you, if they're interested in, in okay, what you well, do. Okay, well, i talk to anyone. My phone number is, uh, again, Pam Drennan. And I'm at 901-331-0841. And uh, I live in the Washington State area now. And uh, my you can reach me on Facebook if you want to. Friend me, I'll be happy to, to let you get on my page. It's P Drennan One. That's at Facebook, and then my email is AngelWorks22 oh, at hotmail.com. <laughs> okay, perfect. And those links will be in the I description. I want to say one thing. Yes, I want to hear you, it. I'm going to give you my angel motto, and it can be yours too. Are you ready? Yes. I say I. I. Kara. Kara. I'm an angel. I'm an angel. I'm always an angel. I'm always an angel. And I'm always doing my angel work. And I'm always doing my angel work. And living first class. 
and living first class. All right. I love that. <laughs> so did I tell you what the game is? It's not really a game, but I call no. it a game. Okay. <laughs> so all I do is I'm going to read Australian slang and you just have to guess what it means. Hopefully oh, you're not Australia. Australian. Australian. Okay. Like, hopefully. So, uh, and just a quick disclaimer. I, I didn't make these up. It's from IELTS.com.au. So if they're wrong, Australian friends, blame them. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, bludger. Bludger? Bludger. Bludger. Well, I would think that would be to hurt someone. Yeah, I would think so too, but it's just someone who's lazy. Oh, okay. No, I didn't know that one. That sounds about, right, Ledger. <laughs> what about Bottolo? What is it again? Bottolo. So long, goodbye. It's the liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're giving me some great ones. Okay. <laughs> um... Okay, uh, Dunny. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Dunny. Dummy? It's, it's no. the washroom. <laughs> and, or, or, Dunny, oh, you, okay. Wait, you guys say bathroom, right? Or do you say bathroom or washroom? I say bathroom. Bathroom. Okay, yeah. So that's one of those weird Canadian differences. I remember I was in Texas and I said washroom, and and they were like, "What?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, it really is a washroom because most places you do just go and wash anytime, but if it's got a commode in, it's a bathroom." So one more. We're gonna do one more. Um, mozzie. Mozzie. Yeah. I haven't a clue. <laughs> it's it's a mosquito. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so that's the Australian slang. Thank you so so much for coming on, Pam. I'm gonna when I close out the show, um, just stay on for a quick sec. I, okay. I meant to tell you that before, but I forgot. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Um, I very very much enjoyed this. I'm not sure how long it is. I never know exactly, but near an hour. Um, very much enjoyed this. And uh, yeah, and to my listeners, I love you. Bye.